Hello, I'm Brendan Crowley, President of County Wexford Chamber. And I'm Emma Dunphy, CEO of County Wexford Chamber. You're now listening to County Wexford Chamber Business Podcast. Today we're going to be talking to Ronan McGrath and John Casey from... McGrath Quantity Surveyors. McGrath Quantity Surveyors, who are lucky enough, I was sorry, lucky is probably the wrong word, but put a bit of effort into winning two war awards at the recent County Wexford Chamber Awards, when the lads picked up the award for operational excellence and also for service industry of the year. Yeah, so um, where do we begin? Uh, I suppose with Ronan, first of all. You might just tell us a little bit about McGrath Quantity Surveyors. Okay, so McGrath Quantity Surveyors is 10 years old this year. We're, so we're, as the name suggests, uh, we're quantity surveyors and project managers. And I suppose what we have been doing over the last 10 years is we've been providing service, uh, you know, cost management and project mm -hmm. management to contractors, to developers, uh, particularly developers in the last number of years, mm -hmm. and to end users as well, homeowners, building owners, uh, you know, and all through to the construction industry in Ireland and in the last year into the UK as well. And I suppose uh, the last few years has seen a big rise in in developments, in housing estates, in apartment blocks. So a lot of that has, has been really our, our specialty and residential particularly has been our specialty. Great. And how's business now? Like it must be struggling and increasing. In yeah, it's funny. We're like the bankers were back in 2008, 2009. Everything is our fault. We're quantities <laughs> of bears. The prices of everything is going up and it's all our fault. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, business is good. Uh, it's been very good. We've been really focusing on our business development and and our operations over the last number of years. And, you know, expanded into the UK was part of that plan. And, um, you know, they're doing an awful lot more in terms of developers and, and increasing the size of the schemes that we're working on from, you know, one-off, one-offs to, to tens, 10 units, 100 units, 200 units, 400 units. Mm. It's, it's, it's all about building, building that up. So business is very good. There is challenges. Uh, staffing is a challenge. Mm. Housing, the staff that you do manage to get is a challenge. Um, but if there wasn't a housing crisis, uh, we wouldn't be so busy and need these guys. So That's it, it's exactly. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a catch-22 situation. But you have a, a quite a big team up there, Ronan. Yeah, we have a big team now. So we've, uh, especially now, we've, we've, we've hired some graduates uh, recently. So we have a team of 11 in, in, uh, in Ireland. And we have another uh, QS then as well in, in London. Well, one and a half QSs. Yeah. In London as well, so uh, that that that's going to grow. It's going to grow in the UK and it's going to grow in Ireland uh, over the next next two three years as well. Yeah, and certainly one of your top performers uh, joined with you today, yeah, Mr. John Casey. No doubt about it. Yeah, we're always well used to seeing John at chamber events. Uh, fair play to him. Great supporter of chamber over the years. Um, I suppose it's interesting, like that, you've moved into London in the last while, and one of the things, like I mean, that I'm. I hear so much now that it's very difficult to price anything at the moment because of uh, uh, prices going up. That 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 tenders, etc., you know, are, are are only good for a short period of time. Is that the same in the UK, or is the experience slightly different? Um, it is. It is slightly different. Um, it's the same, but it's different. There's an answer. It's so they have the same problems as we do. Um, a lot of our supply chain actually comes through the UK. So in with some suppliers. We're getting what's left over from the UK, so they, they get it first. You know, luckily with Rosslare Harbour, that's that's mm -hmm. uh, that's that's you know improved for us uh, coming directly from Europe. But they they seem to be just a much bigger market than us. So, for example, there's 10 million people in London. 
there's five million in Ireland and that's just one one city. So they just have a much, much bigger appetite over there. It's it's a much bigger pie. So they're going to get the first bits of supply and then we're going to get it next. So they have a huge, huge supply chain there. So it it is it is quite similar to the same problems. Things are going up all the time, but I, I, I think it's a little bit more extreme here than it is over there where we're just that little bit more volatile than they are just with their buying power. Do you think it'll settle down here? Um, people stop me in the in the street and ask me that, so I'm yeah. glad I get to address this to a few yeah, more people yeah. uh, at the one time. So I I think it's going to uh, settle down ish uh, this year, ish. It'll still keep going. Uh, prices rise every year, uh, but just recently they've been rising. You know, once a month basically. It's like the stock exchange in our office at the minute mm. in New York. It's just you know. Uh, I'll have a conversation now. The prices have probably gone up by the time I get back to the office. I mean, that's that's the the reality of it. So it, it'll probably keep going until until next summer, until it kind of reaches a point where it plateaus a little bit. Um, the the facts are uh, that we still need a lot of housing to be built. Mm. So that's driving it as well. But I, I, I'm I'm not a you'll have to forgive me now. I'm not an expert on stock exchanges or commodity prices or that. But I do kind of read the papers, and I I read recently how. Uh, as the Americans would call it, lumber was uh, losing value because there's so much stocks of timber that had been built up and not used. And like, should that kind of lead into a positive situation for us? Because I, I believe, you know, last year it was very, very difficult to buy even to price timber. So should things like that kind of help us? You'd be hoping so. But again, the problem then is shipping is expensive. So, you know, every, every which way you're trying to fix the problem. I looked into that as well for some of our clients to to ship it from other parts of Europe and you know, Russia is a big supplier of timber. They're cut off now as well. I mean, every which way you look at it is is is, is an issue. So yeah, yeah. Look, it, it could help. There's more than just the supply issue. That's a problem. The supply issue is one arm uh, or one branch of a problem tree. And you know, even like the, there was bad weather in the Gulf of Mexico, the American Gulf of Mexico last year, and they make petrochemical products there, and that affects the price of insulation. Yes. So I mean, you, you know what I mean? The Suez Canal. We've been shut down for a couple of days. I mean, it's just been bizarre scenarios that are uh, that 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 are contributing to the situation. So th- th- that was one of them. So if you're a warrior, you wouldn't sleep at night because every time you think one problem is solved, the next problem opens up. Can I ask you actually, like, uh, you entered two two of the different uh, competitions. You know, you you were successful in two of the categories in the county chamber business awards. And a lot of businesses during COVID, kind of when things went a little bit quite, took that time to reorganize and to look at their own processes and that. Did you do that during COVID? Like, is that, could you, you know, what do you attribute your success in the most recent uh, competition to? Well, I suppose about, uh, our, our story started about three years ago when we realized that, uh, you know, every management system that we came up with, we outgrew it too fast. So it was fine with three people. We came up with a management system, then six, and we came up with a management system for that. And we kept outgrowing it. So we needed a management system, and you know John was very positive in terms of operations and and having and, and having things running smoothly. Um, and I suppose ISO came along then, and that was a management system we wanted to put in place and be be absolutely dedicated to it. And and we were lucky to have John, who was absolutely relentless with that, and 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 got us the ISO. So we were in the process of that uh, through through the pandemic. And again, you know, we, we stayed going through the pandemic. We didn't close our doors, despite the industry being closed. So again, there was quiet months that we we managed to have a little bit of time to, to focus on that and to focus on on, on training. But uh, it, it, is, it isn't something that we could do in a month or in, or in two months. It's something that has to be done, you know, continuous, to be committed to continuous improvement. It's brought up at the meeting every single week. Monday morning meeting, continuous improvement is mentioned. 
that's ha- that that's operations that's operational excellence is that it, it has to be there but again the, the pandemic um I don't know if it, you have to ask John if it helped yeah, us, if yeah. it helped us or not. But I think it's a it was a it, it wasn't just a, a process that happened uh, by accident. It was something that we very purposely had to do over the last three years. Yeah, it's interesting that you say uh, um, like ISO. It is time consuming at the start, and it does take a bit of time to put in there, and then your surveillance audits and all of that kind of stuff. But you just mentioned it earlier that it is it, like if you use a property, it is a good business management system. So you've kind of obviously adopted that approach to your. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's uh, it's, and again, uh, John has been relentless in in, in implementing it. And uh, but again, it is when, when we first started it. You know, in staff engagement was a huge part of that. Mm. And you know, we said, yeah, look, we'll probably get one or two suggestions off the staff. We had waves from the staff of suggestions, and even 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 little small actions like blinds, chairs, monitors, y- you name it. There was the, the small actions that you know. The, the simple things, holidays, how we were booking holidays, mm. those things came up first before we even got into the crux of running the business. And 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 then we really started to see the wood from the trees uh, on that, just even simple things like, um, you know, if we had an extra monitor, then certain tasks would be faster. That would save five minutes a day, six of hours a day, half an hour a day. That's 120 hours a, a year. Up. And it all adds up uh, in, in an organization and it all gives a better service and it all gives, you know, adds to the bottom line. And, and, and that, it's the small details and, and John is very detail oriented and he was the ideal person to, to deal with this. And it's the small details that add up to the big picture. And, and it was a thousand small details that we had to get right. We didn't even realize how many there was. It makes you look at yourself, well, you know, at yeah, your it business, did. doesn't it? It, did. it makes you look yeah, at, yeah, okay. at how we do it in our processes and, and, and our approach and a lot, a lot of things, how we approach our customers, how, how we approach our staff. And how we communicate with the staff, there was there was a lot of things we had to look at and, and reimagine ourselves. And there was a lot of things we got wrong as well. We thought we were doing the right thing. We did it with good intentions and it didn't work. Mm. You know, we, we changed the management structure at one point. We had, uh, it was just me and John. We had, we, we you got somebody else as part of the management structure and it didn't work. Mm. And we tried it twice and it didn't work. So, you know, now we've learned that the, you know, the management structure and we've, we've changed our approach to that. But that's all part of the process that you're continuously improving. You're continuously looking for new ways to, to innovate and that, you know, you, you you apply those on a weekly basis. Do you find that it's hard to kind of give over a bit of control? Like everybody likes to be in charge. That is so some systems like, you know, business management systems require that little bit of trusting other people and letting them have a little bit of uh, control. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But see, everything was in my head. Everything lived in my head. So John had to kind of crack my head open and put that down on paper and communicate that with everybody. And he, and he did a great job of that. But it was certainly I had to give away a lot of what I would have done myself. And a lot of what I would have been in control of. But again, th- that's about setting up the documents and setting up everything that I can click into something and, and at a glance, see the answer I'm looking for. So I don't need to be in full control of it. I can I can check it out at a glance. So it it's about that as well. Good but, system. But again, look, John John is John has been there a long time. So John's uh, John's a part of the company a long time and he knows the company very well. So he you know, again he it's easy handover uh, in that situation. Just John looks like you're going to inherit something here, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah no look it's it's always important to keep investing in your people and you know your staff but just you might john you might outline just some of the uh training or development programs that you have for for employees uh at the moment we've started uh, with shane dunphy from sensible safety we use shane uh for our uh, in-house training so it's um, manual handling and our, our economic assessments 
Also, we do the safe pass and we have some lads doing, uh, going on Cuba training courses. Mm-hmm. So that's the software that we use for uh, doing the QS work. And that, that sort of things, um, the guys, when we take in new students and stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and new quantities from different countries, they bring the, a wealth of knowledge and new experience. And that, you, you can't buy that anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like bringing in a wise man you can't show somebody uh wisdom they you can't you can't train them they have to have it they either have it or they don't have it and for us we see it in in potential especially when we're interviewing Mm. new people now Mm -hmm. and through the iso system and i can mention the iso system only came through through the chamber of commerce Mm -hmm. we got eugene daly and associates to come into it Mm -hmm. and that was through the chamber of commerce and for most it's 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 one step after another and it's been grown and for us it's it was the best thing that ever happened to me um to get this into the company because it's a management structure system it's not it's not just iso it's yeah it it, it shows how to manage a system yourself you know can i ask a question john you mentioned about people coming in from other countries to work for your company yes. how do they feel about coming to ireland what attracted them to come apart from your good company that they obviously got a good opportunity to work for an award-winning company what has been their experience of coming to live in Wexford living and working in Wexford well a lot of them are we have three South African um, QSs and basically they were looking to move so they were moving to Europe anyway. So they wanted Ireland. And when this, we had interviewed them through LinkedIn and we spoken to them back and forward and they said, yes, this is what they wanted to do. So we set up the process. We housed them, get everything set up for them and they moved their whole families over. So like it's, it's a big step for them. But was there, apart from um, the professional qualifications, all that kind of stuff, I'm wondering, is there any, yeah. did, did it give you any hints as to what makes Ireland attractive versus going to another European country? I, 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 I'm not sure we had this discussion in the office earlier on. I'm not so sure it was uh, the cultural experience we offered them of uh, fathered head references and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, various memes that we, we were giving them to, you know. I'm sure there's South Africans out there that know all about the, the heritage and poetry of the country, you know what I mean? So we probably need to improve on on, uh, on on those things. But certainly I think what attracted them was obviously, look, there's a situation in their own country. That's mm-hmm. obviously the first mm-hmm. thing that uh, that leads to this idea coming up. So then when they're, they're picking a country in Europe, they look at Ireland and they see that that, that Ireland you know, is, is, is smaller and there is that little bit more connectivity uh, among people. And, you know, particularly the, the countryside areas, they wanted to live in Wexford. Mm. Wexford's a great place to live. You can live anywhere, you know, you might as well live here. And that's what's attracted them, them, them to that. Much more affordable than the cities, you know, much easier to get to. Just the lifestyle here is far superior. And, and they saw that. They can they can see that and they can see that it's beautiful. It's countryside region, you're not far from the beach. That's that that's what attracted them. So it was Wexford uh, that 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 attracted them in the main, and you know that 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 was something that we were we were quite proudly selling Wexford as as, as a location to these to these guys. But I suppose once they're coming somewhere, that they, they you know it's about selling Wexford to to do these to these staff, you know. And I guess it's great to hear. You know, we, we all hear about corporation tax and what potentially may happen with foreign multinationals and. What won't happen, but I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that people want to come here. So it's actually like a lot of uh, companies will say they're not coming just because of a corporation tax, they're coming because mm-hmm. of what's available to them in terms of workforce and quality of workforce. So it's great to hear that people want to come here. So I'm going to ask one last question. Then if Emma has anything else, I'm just wondering what's next for uh, your business. 
Well, uh, what's next is to, is to continue the expansion. We set up the ISO system, as I said, to be a management system for mm. all sides of this business. So if this business gets to to be, you know, multinational corporation, I suppose technically it is a multinational corporation, we're in two countries. Um, so <laughs> uh, when this gets to, you know, the size where it is standing beside some of the biggest uh, companies in the country, that we wanted the management system to to stand up to that. So where do I see it going in the next in the next five years? I certainly do see us standing up there beside some of the biggest firms in the country. I do see us, you know, we have a Wexford office, we have a Dublin office, we have a London office. I do see those expanding. I, I do see us working on on big projects all around Ireland and mm -hmm. in and in London. Uh, the UK is a big place as well, so there there might be you know offices, you know maybe Manchester, Liverpool as well. I see us expanding and I see us standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with the biggest uh, the biggest firms in the country. Great. No, just, I suppose, to conclude, um, for me, really, Ronan, is obviously it's very competitive, very, very competitive market out there, but how do you measure that constant uh, delivery of service day in, day out? Well, I suppose the, 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 that's a tough question. Uh, I suppose the fact that we have so many customers that uh, I, I think, I can't even think of as well, probably three quarters of our customers are returning customers. Mm -hmm. And most of our new customers are referred customers from our existing customers, and and that's what that's that's what gives me a lot of heart that we're actually producing for our clients. A part of the part of the our operation is that we actually survey our clients every so often and see how they're going. See is there somewhere where we can improve? See is there somewhere where we can we can offer something better to them? And 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 they value that and they keep coming back to us. But it's about the service, understanding what our clients mm. what our clients want. And sometimes what they require, which might be different to what they want and what they require, and you have to you have to explain that to them uh, in the in the best way and the nicest way possible. And it's it's about giving them what they want, giving them the service that they need, and 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 constantly delivering. You, you know, you 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 can deliver twelve months, and then one thing goes wrong. Mm. You you can't have that. You have to deliver for that client every single time they pick up the phone. They have to get what they need from you. They have to get the very best of your attentiveness straight away and I, I think continuing to do that and the word continuous improvement is is our is our favorite word in the office because it's continuous it's every single day we we, we have to produce for these clients and every single day we're, we're growing the business so we have to not only serve the clients that we have we have to get new clients mm -hmm. and continue that on so i would say that's how we, we 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 look after those clients and that's kind of the best measure of that we we do surveys as well and yeah you know, we got 98 percent customer satisfaction on one of on one of our first uh, customer service which which is a good metric to have absolutely it's evident you're doing great work up there and especially with uh walking home with uh, two awards this year Amazing. so again yeah. a huge congratulations to you both and your team thank you um it's a pleasure to talk uh, to you both this morning and uh, keep up the great work up there and thank you. thanks again Certainly. thanks Certainly well. thank you thanks for coming in thanks for listening to county extra chamber podcast with your hosts emma dunphy and brendan crowley